listening to First Church Charlotte. Greetings, everyone. Pastor Nathan here. Uh, it has been our privilege to spend some time with uh, missionary Vanna Norris, and I am continuing our discussion with her. Um, I hope you enjoy this format, this style. Um, uh, she has so much in her life, so much uh, experience and wisdom uh, that I want personally to grow from, and I want you to be able to benefit by in your life. And uh, so we're honored to have you. My pleasure to be here. I'm honored too. Um, so uh, I, one of the things I wanted to ask you about that I think is a, a profound testimony of your life um, that you probably would not go around talking a lot about. You would probably not go around announcing. Uh, I oftentimes feel like some of the best lessons of people's lives are the things they that maybe they don't talk about. And so I want to talk about having grit in ministry. Um, you you have gone through a lot. You've ministered in uh, a tremendous range of environments, the people who were desperately poor, and, um, and maybe even in rich churches where they were desperately needy. They just didn't know it. Um, but through it all, you've had grit. Uh, you, you, you spent a life of ministry with your husband. You lost your husband. Uh, the Lord graduated him to uh, a heavenly place. Uh, and you've continued. And you have demonstrated true grit. Um, I, I, I would like you to talk about that. I believe grit is uh, one of the most important things that we can have in our character to do anything. Uh, and primarily anything for God. So would you talk about that? Your experience dealing with ups and downs and, and the like. Uh, we never expect anything to happen to you, right? Yeah. When you're so young, you're so, you have strength, yes. you know. And uh, my husband, the disease, he had, he had a congenital disease called Frederick's ataxia. And um, it was so marvelous that we all, always worked as a team. Mm -hmm. He said, you're my best preacher. Mm -hmm. You're the love of my life. And he, every day, we lived 33 years together. And every day, he would tell me, I love you. Every day. So, uh... So now we're going to start doing a, a marriage seminar? Yeah. We didn't know we were doing this today. Well, we're going to doing a marriage seminar. So, lesson number one, uh, every day tell your spouse how much you love them. All right. Back to uh, the the previously programmed schedule. So we are very close. We have good friends, the best friends. And uh, my husband, he was uh, upfront. Everything that he felt, he would, you know, say, he will express his feeling. And I was always so worried about, you know, what he was going to say. He was going to offend somebody, the church, the minister, and the pastors. I was always worried about that. And he was very, very uh, straight to everybody. And uh, a lot of people, you know, would come to me and tell things, you know, he, I don't want Brother Norris to know about this and that because he won't be happy with that. That happens to but, you too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, being in the ministry, a lot of things that we did, we made mistakes. We were so young, well, she is. you know, and, uh, and we made, you know, success too. But the thing that he, when he couldn't walk anymore, and he couldn't be in the church anymore, and he was like despised. 
And for me, this was something that a Christian shouldn't do. And he was the brain in our relationship, in our, in uh, the work. They just loved him. He was the pastor. To tell the truth, I didn't have patience, you know, to deal with a sheep and sheep crying. Oh, you didn't look at me. You didn't do it for me. I am the practical one. You're serving God, and you don't. You have to face all the situation. Don't listen to what everybody was saying. Just do like Saul. Right? Everybody saying that. Oh, said that he he couldn't be the king. I don't care. I'm just you know, act as if I'm not listening to anything and just work. And I was the practical one, but he was the the pastor. Yeah. You know, he talked to them, and a lot of people just uh, when he couldn't do that anymore. And uh, he was, they were just talking that he is nothing. And I'm, I'm not talking about our congregation. I'm yeah. talking about uh, the other people around, even pastors. Other other religious so, people. Yeah, they could only true. value him in a pulpit role. That's true. And when he could not so do that, that was they just, thought he... You know, and being a woman, I said I need to be strong. Yeah. Even to come on deputation to drive, to right. drive as I'm doing now. Right. And, I, and, and I've just... So let me just hop in here. Okay. Um, just in case you don't know what yeah. she's referring yeah. to, as a missionary, uh, she financed her work in these very uh, desperately poor areas that would not be able to finance her. Um, she comes to America every four years mm-hmm. and she travels alone, drives alone all over America and is in church after church after church uh, raising support um, to be able to go back and then spend four years with the people. That's called yeah. deputation. Yes. And um, uh, that's another example of her bravery as a woman traveling alone um, uh, day after day after day, you know, what if I break down? You know, what if? You know, what yeah, if I have a flat yes, tire? Yes, exactly, yes, what yes, if? Sure. Uh, so, sorry for the interruption. Back on track. Uh, thank you for uh, explaining that. But, uh, you know, I just, I was afraid. You know, and I remember one of the persons that talked to me, you can face any situation. You can deal with drug dealers. You can do you know, deal with any kind of guns. How come are you afraid to drive by yourself? I'm yeah. human. Yeah. You know, I was just, yeah. but my husband trusted me. And even the formation division, you know, that we are traveling. And they trusted me, so you can do it. We yes. trust in you. So this is very important. And I observe in my whole life, if you're brave, if you want to do what the Lord asks you to do, everything that you hear, everything that can put you down, you can you can overcome. Right. So, um, I think there's an interesting uh, lesson there that I want to I want to take to another another step. Uh, you mentioned how uh, the practical side of of ministry. Um, was was in some ways the easier side for you 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 just you know you just you know decide to be strong put your head down do the work um, but what was more difficult for you was dealing with the pain of people who would you know what we call in popular culture haters people hating on you they disapprove of you um, so that was that was a different that was a different struggle Yes. For you, whereas yes. where yes. that was easier for your husband. And that's mm-hmm. on, uh, interesting. It's amazing how the Lord puts us together with people yes, who they're, they're strong. Because yeah, my wife and I are the are, are the same way. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I when people talk about me, it kills me. My wife's like, whatever. Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. Um, yeah. How how did you 
was was there a certain season of your life where once you had gone through that it got much easier it became much easier for you to put all the critics just kind of out of your mind was there a moment or was that a was that a slow battle or was there a moment the reason why I'm asking is like I, I'm a cancer survivor and uh, when I after after I went through chemotherapy and all of the drama associated with that I, I, it was easier for me I just I was like okay well yeah whatever you think you know how, how did you overcome that was it a slow battle like a thorn in the flesh or was there a traumatic moment when you said okay been there done that not buying the t-shirt be involved in church is all you can think about right yeah everything and I remember uh, one person getting in my house and his the, the person saw I have at least 15 Bibles yeah all over yeah. and they came to me and said is this a custom to know in your church that you have to have Bibles and I didn't realize that I had so many Bibles yeah it's because growing up and I always want to have a Bible sure and I remember uh, when I was going to touch the Bible uh, the priest said no no you can't this is sacred yeah. so when I came you know I grew up and got in church for me the Bible is the most important thing yeah, that sure. I could ever think and they think oh everything for you is Bible everything for you is just the Lord's and it's because when I'm that kind of situation the Lord just steps in and when this you know I just face all different Kind of situation that you're talking about, you know those downs or hills. Sure. The Lord just gave him us a revival in the church. Yeah. He proved us that He was with us. Yes. And when my husband was in a wheelchair, even the pastor said, "You cannot do it by yourself. You're taking your husband to a dangerous place. You yeah. can be killed." Yeah. And I was doubting, Lord, just give me a sign. Is that what you want to do? Right. I went to the church one time and they called me, you know, two drug dealers, it's in your house now. So I just pulled in the church and then I went back straight back home. And when I got there, nobody was there. I talked to my husband. He said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I just heard that the two drug dealers are here. So you should be with the sheep. Yeah. What are you doing here? I said, listen, I came for you. And I said, uh-uh, you're doing the work of God. Wow. By the time you come back, I would be dead. Wow. Don't worry about me, sweetheart. The Lord is with you. Wow. So he was my support all the yes. time. And the Lord was my support too. Yes. And all the downs that I have been through, I knew that I was doing this for the Lord, for his kingdom. Because right. my whole life is based in this, you know, right. in this background. And this solid ground, I should say. So uh, everything that I had to go through, the Lord just stepped in. Right. So what I'm hearing you say, and I want to make sure I'm taking this away right, so I'm going okay. to restate it, state, okay. say, no, say it. You know ahead. how I do. I, I want to understand. I don't want to just talk. Yes. I want to understand because our, your, the, the, the greatest gift you have is, is, is the authentic you, the testimony you have lived. Not just yes. the victories, but the scars too. So yes. I want to get this right. So... Um, uh, when you would get down and when you would hurt and when your haters would rage or critics criticize or make fun or mock uh, your it was always the work yes. that lifted you back up yes well, if you could connect with the needs the people yes that's and it, I, yeah. I I want to say to you so much that that has been that has been my my story um, that I 
the times in my life that I wanted to get out of ministry, and um, I've had opportunities that I could get out of ministry. Um, it was because I was too much engaging with the riffraff mm -hmm. and the critics. And if you get me back yes. to the need, you get me back to the person who yes. is in the altar, you get me, it was just mm -hmm. like fresh air. That's true. It was fresh air. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, the Lord was you just know. showing me, I, I want to use you. Yeah. You're mine. But the biggest struggle that I have ever had, if I can be very um, transparent yes. with you today, it wasn't with people because yeah. people will be always people. Yes. yes. Always. And we're always. all people. Always. We're all people. <laughs> I like to you say know, people are pitiful make, and we're all we're all people. <laughs> we cannot say, Lord, deliver me from people. Right. We yeah, can. we are a people. Right? Because we are people person. We need to right. talk to people and this is this is our calling. Yes. You know, to bring them to the Lord and to hell. Yes. To heaven. Not yes. to hell. Yes. Because you don't you're not bringing right. them. One time a person said, Why are you trying to do take me to hell? I said, No. <laughs> I'm taking to get in. Oh, you're doing a good job by yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but the biggest struggle that I had, it wasn't with people, but with the Lord. Ooh, I, I, I sense a great lesson with here. I'm ready for you to go deeper into this. Yeah, I said, Lord, why did you take my husband, yes. the love of my life? Yes. We made a big, a big team. Yeah. We're so close. Yes. And we, he would tell me what to do. Even uh, I was in, in church, you know, leading the, 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 the sheep. And I would ask him, so you're doing a great job, honey. You're taking care of the church with your heart. Yes. I take with the, you know, with my hand is strong, you know, I'm just, yeah. I'm strong. But you're dealing with them, yes. with the heart. And that's what this, these people here need. Yes. They need love yes. and they need a soft heart. Yes. And I asked the Lord, why did you do that? Right. So I had a struggle, like three years after my husband passed away, and uh, people in Brazil are very superstitious, you know. Yeah. They just they think that the spirit is coming. They're so they want to know what's going on in the spiritual world. Yeah. So one day I was in my bathroom, and then my my picture frame fell. There was no way it could be, you know, fell. If I was, you know, like them, that I wasn't a Christian, I would I would say that my husband's spirit pushed the you know, that frame, picture frame, and fell down again. Of course, you know, it was broken. So that's the reason it yeah, fell down. Right. But I just realized he died. Jeff died. He passed away. I'm by myself. After three years, he passed away. So I went in the deep depression. All oh, depression is from the devil. It is not. That's human. It's not. It's human. Yes. You need help. So I was just grieving yes. and talking to God yeah. and asking. You said you had a great plan in my life and you took the love of my life. So I had a struggle with him. I felt like I was like uh, Jacob fighting with mm -hmm. God. Yes. And I fought real hard. And after that, few years, a few days after that, they called me. Let me hop in here. Do you okay. know how I do? Go You're ahead. used to me Go now. Uh, let me say in her defense, 
that she never stopped working for the Lord. She never stopped serving other people. But in her spirit, she was having a bit of a disagreement with the Lord. Yeah, that's true. If you haven't served the Lord very long, that may seem strange. But I want to say this to, 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 to if you've served the Lord a few years, you will you will you will know what it means that you I and the Lord don't always agree. <laughs> But I still serve him. He doesn't serve me. And I want you to see that in her life, that although in her spirit um, she wants to have a debate with God, she never stops serving the Lord. And it's it's so rich for you to share this because there's people right now, you are living this. Um, you, you haven't quit church. You haven't given up on God. But you're having a bit of a disagreement with the Lord. Yeah. But even David, he said that he had his questions and everything but when he got into the God's presence yes. you know everything I came into the house it was of the Lord, yes. so different so every time that I had a, this struggle in my house I went to the house of God and people were baptized of the Holy Ghost yes people got in just so this is it yes you know I don't need to worry about myself the Lord has his way he knows what's best yes and my husband is with him yes so I need to continue Yes. to go so this was my down you know yeah. but the Lord just is helping it and everything every time that happened I got a strength to go on to continue right. so that's the reason I don't want to stop it and never stop let me ask you this um, if you would have gotten that some you see the problem when we have this uh, how shall we say we're mad at the Lord a lot of times we we, we, we pout as it were and we stop being productive um, and we stop. Um, do you think that if you would have done that, that you, you might still be mad at the Lord? If you had pouted and quit working mm -hmm. and quit serving, you might have been trapped in that stage of, of pain. Um, but by humbling yourself and by serving, yes. the healing, it's like the healing yes. was in that serving. Yes, It was true. in that working. And so I, I, I think... You know the people right now in our church who have lost loved ones. We've had a, we've had the worst year of tragedy um, in a long, long time as far as, and we've had multiple tragic car accidents. Uh, we've had a, a lot of that kind of tragedy, and and uh, my heart immediately thinks about those of you who have have lost people. And I wanna I wanna uh, be pastoral for a moment, and I wanna use her life as an example. Um, you can still be involved yes. even when you're hurting, even when you have a disagreement with the Lord, even when there's a, uh, a thorn in your flesh. Uh, healing is not in hiding. Healing is not in hiding. Mm -hmm. It's not in uh, having a front with God. Yes. Healing is making yourself vulnerable to yes, God. Yes. And you will never be closer to Him than when you work in His kingdom. Uh, you'll never be closer to His heart when you love the people He uh, as you will when you love the people that he loves and so if someone as strong and as brave and as spiritually gritty uh, mm -hmm. uh, as mm -hmm. uh, uh, our sister if she has uh, to wrestle with God and stay all of us have to do that and I think that's a I think that's a, a wonderful testimony because this is a human thing for each yes. question I've yes. been so faithful yes. you know we, we make like like a, a, a party pity yeah. right just yes, you know pity, pity, party. Par, pity party yeah yes. in Portuguese is different yes so, so. there's a so, difference in a pity and, yeah. and potty yeah just so you know potty is a different thing you don't want to have a potty party <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Pity party's bad enough. Yes. <laughs> we say, you know, different Portuguese. Sure. But anyway, uh, you have, you know, this, this place that you keep saying to yourself, I'm so good. Yeah. You know, I have done so many things, and I was serving God. Yeah. What this happened to me? Right. I didn't but deserve this. Yeah, I didn't yeah. deserve it. Why? Why? You know, two would be more, it would be much better than just one, right. right? But the fire is still burning. Yes. You know, He is the love of my life. Yes. Jesus is number one. Yes. So I'm going to serve you, serve Him. Doesn't matter what happens, yes. you know. Whatever happens, yes. I'll be continuing doing it. And He will hear your voice and he will change your life completely and he will bless you yes uh, let me let me ask you this um, what are the what, what's the biggest lesson that you have taken away from your years of uh, ministry kind of on the front lines of ministry to the urban poor uh, in a violent criminal area what's some of the biggest lessons that I'm gonna ask you a question with another question uh, how much do you love yourself the Bible says that we need to love yes. our neighbor as yes. we love ourselves. So love them. Yes. Do everything that you can help. Yes. And just don't think that you are at the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you know everything. Right. Learn with their mistakes. Right. Because we learn with our mistakes, right? Yeah. So just hug them, just explain to them who Jesus is. Yes. That the Lord died on the cross for us, yes. to save us. Yes. He came to seek and save the one who are lost. Yes. So if they are lost and we are lost, we came to just share the good news. Yes. They need to hear the good news. Yes. There's hope for you. You don't need to live this life. You're not going to live like you're living in heaven now. But there's hope for you. Your life can make you know easy. It can be easier for you to live with the Lord in your heart. Yes. That was the, the biggest lesson I yes. have ever. Heard. You're speaking my. You're speaking my language, and I say my. All of our uh, all of our staff here at First Church, we um, our continual drum that we beat is uh, love God, love people, mm -hmm. uh, love never fails. Um, you know, if 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 if, if power worked. <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd be relying on power. You know, if authority worked, if, 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 ang if all of these things worked, um, that a lot of times church culture, we, we value these things. We, we, we want all of the, the dramatic, but at the end of the day, it's, it's love that never fails, loving people, including people. Um, talk to us about uh, your years developing young people for ministry. Uh, you've decades of work. Uh, not that you're over the age of 30. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I know no, you're 29. You're 29. That's true. You're okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> but for your um, just developing young people, because um, I know they're in a national university or national Bible school, um, you have a wide range of people, some of them quite educated, some of them from quite, you know, uh, uh, strong families, some of them coming from nothing. You know, what's, what's, tell us, tell us about that. 
Uh, I feel like I was an exception because I, I, in the beginning I told you that my father-in-law only received people in the Bible school, students that want to become a missionary or study. So I was the exception, right? I was a curious one to, that went to Bible school to learn. So now in our Bible school, we, we receive everybody that wants to learn. And if, you know, if they are not even sure what they're gonna do. Like we go to college and you just don't know for sure what we're gonna do in the future. Right. So you get the basics right. for the two, three years. And then we can decide which direction you're gonna take, right? So that happens, which I just received the, the Bible school students and let them know the basics. And then they start praying and just seeking God for what the Lord has done. But I now at the, our Bible school, I just tell them there's an urgency. We don't have much time to go. So you need to get ready and prepared to get out of here and just seek the lost. Yes. Just give them hope and just give them the basics, the yeah. basics. I have a, a, a something that had happened in our church because I came from, you know, um, a family of educators and they always pushed for us to study and to be the top of everything because, you know, you have to study, right. you have to learn. So when I, you know, in my, my church, we always teach and study all of different subjects. Yes. Everybody, you know, we start from zero. I don't yeah. care if they know their professor, whatever they, they have done in their lives, so we just start from zero because a lot of people there, they don't have a clue. Right. Some students, they don't even know who most Moses was. Yeah. So, and who Adam, you know, yeah. was, you know, this can be just ridiculous for you to think they don't know anything about Adam. Yes, right. that's true. They don't even know. So we start from zero. So this lady came and she wanted to know about God. You know, and we start teaching her, and she was so amazed. You know, everything that she had learned, and she said, "Did, did they die? Did this one die?" So for her, everything was so new. There was another lady that came one day, and I was just finishing the the, the course because people were going to be baptized the following day. So this lady came, and I'm just let me tell you that our Bible school students they go to my church to be trained. I just want them to know and see the reality of what they need to face, you know, in the future. So this now lady you're, you're came, referring to taking them into the favela, yes, into that I location. Just, you, know, you also your other to, congregation. Yeah, that's true. I, we have several churches that they are allowed so to you go. So you bring these young people into real world ministry as soon as possible. Yes, they, you know, and they, they love to go. Yes. We have this, you know, uh, we have this saying, you know, that we are take, taking you to a church that love people. Yes. So if you do want love people, do you want to be yes. used by God? So you just go there. Yes. So all the Bible stu uh, stu our students were there, and we had a this congregation, few people that were just training, and another group of people that were going to be baptized the following day. So this lady came, and she had a knife. And she just got in the church and she said, they sent me to this church because they told me that God can change my life. So she had a knife 
and everybody was you know, they didn't know what to do yeah. i was used you know to see bazookas and all kind of <laughs> uh, guns but this one takes a lot a knife. To, it takes a lot to scare this lady just so you know <laughs> so she came with a knife and i just look at one of the students you know so he could help me out and she said i want to know what can I do to change my life? And she was trying to kill her sister-in-law. So we had this group of people outside just watching what was going on to know what's going to happen because she just, she got in and talked to the pastor that, you know, she wanted to kill her sister-in-law. And my students and the group of people just wanted to be baptized the following day. And I told her, okay, so being a teacher, right, being a Bible school director, you could say, and I said, well, we need to learn about God. You need to study. And she said, no. I don't want to study. I don't want to learn anything. I just want my life to be changed right now. So everything that you want to teach yes. and everybody that had been there for several weeks, yes. they were just learning from God. Yes. And all of a sudden, you know, the lady said, I don't want to learn anything. I just want my life to be changed immediately. Yes. So everything that you just... I spent several weeks teaching. It was just in one minute, all the knowledge became true That's in amazing. just one life. That's amazing. And I and I said, Lord, what what I'm gonna do with this lady? And the Lord spoke to me inside of my heart. What did I give you? I said your Holy Spirit, Lord. I said just tell her. So I told her yes. And her name was Haza. And uh, because she passed away already. So uh, she said, um, I told her, I call her sister. Yes. I call everybody sisters yes. and brother in my neighborhood. You're speaking faith over Yeah, I do. That's, that's true. That's what you do. You're so, accepting them. You're, yeah. That's awesome. So I told her, Himahosa, listen, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yes. And your life can be changed immediately. So yes. How can I receive that? So he didn't even know. She didn't even know about the Holy Ghost. All the process that I have yes. been, you know, through and what I've been teaching to my students in my church. And I said, yes. And receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She said, just tell me what to do. So I just prayed with her. So you can repeat everything that I say. And I, after she repeated, she repeated of her own sins. And she said that she was sorry. I said, now you can speak. You can tell whatever is inside of your heart. And she said, Lord, I know what she, this lady is talking about is true. And But I'm going to tell you something. I still want to kill my sister-in-law. <laughs> she wasn't changed she didn't change her mind but she said I accept what you have for me and then she immediately received the baptism of the Holy Ghost she That's was baptized amazing. in Jesus name the following day and because of her because she was the key for the revival a lot of people came to church was baptized in Jesus name and a whole family came to church as well because they saw her completely change and you know, she was completely changed so what I say is just when you want to serve God you need to learn but you need to be open for whatever the Lord has in store you we're just the vessels right yes we're just the instruments yes that the Lord can use that's amazing so the takeaway from this is that if you want to kill your sister-in-law, you need Jesus. <laughs> yes. um, and if you learn enough, you still may want to kill your sister-in-law, then you need uh, to get the Holy Ghost. <laughs>
So those of you who want yeah. to kill your sister-in-laws, just let that be a blessing to you. <laughs> Such an amazing story. Such yeah. an amazing so story. So they are so simple. You know, the gospel is so simple. Yes. Yes. There's no complications. I yes. don't. You know, I know that you need to learn more, but I'm just telling you, right. just so simple. Just yes. tell them that the Lord loved them. Yes. So in the whole congregation, you know, is based upon the rock. Yes. You could write a book about ministering uh, to desperate people because that's what you you find in in mm -hmm. the, the the slums and um, you know it's not it's it's not all ugliness and violence there, um, uh, but no. there is a lot of desperation. There. That's true. That's true. desperate people yeah. on the on the and sometimes um, the most beautiful miracles I think come from that desperation. That's true. That's you true. know I think sometimes we uh, particularly. Um, the more organized we are, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> the more organized our churches are, you know, we don't have the same testimonies because we don't, we don't, we're not on that, that, that cutting edge of desperation. Uh, and that's where you are. And I, I deeply admire you, I, what you've done. Well, I honor you today in the name of the Lord. I'm thankful for the testimony of your life. I'm inspired by your grit. I'm inspired by your bravery. Um, you have, uh, how many children do you have? I have two. You have two children? Yeah, I have a daughter and a son, and they are both married. Are they here in the States? They are in the States. They live in, in Texas. Yes, yeah. yes. Wonderful. He lives in Austin, Texas, and Carissa lives in Mesquite, close to Dallas. Yes, that's wonderful. Well, you have you have you have honored us with your presence and being here, and I want to say thank you for that. Those of you watching, um, I'm going to invite all of us as a church to remember uh, uh, missionary uh, Norris uh, and the work in uh, Brazil, uh, particularly a, a Rio area. Um, we're going to be praying for her. Uh, we're going to be supporting her, and um, we'll have her again. We will try to stay up to date. Now that many of you feel like you're getting to know her, you'll be interested to know what's happening in the ministries there, and we'll find a way to continue to bring you, uh, bring you that connection, that information. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us. Thank you.